0: Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, episode 56. I'm Scott Davenport. Today's topic, sometimes gear is the answer. Hi, welcome, thanks for joining me. I'm glad to be back with you for another chat about photography, this shared passion of ours. And in today's episode, let's take one more step on our never-ending journey of photography. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about gear, I promise there is a connection to the artistic side of things. So to set some context, I'm not what you would describe as a gearhead. I'm not the type of guy that gets mega excited when a vendor drops a new camera body or the next shiny new lens comes along. I like my gear. I appreciate my gear. I'm willing to pay for quality gear, especially when the gear solves a problem and enables me to focus my attention on making a compelling photograph. If you enjoy today's podcast, please share it with a friend, share it on social media with your camera club, and if you can, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. Fresh current ratings help other photographers find the show, and that's what we want, more photographers improving our craft. What prompted this topic today is a new gear purchase I made, but let me give you some of the background here. So on my field outings, I will capture video footage as well as the stills. The still photos remain my primary objective for every outing. And as my YouTube following grew, I added some behind-the-scenes video footage, another angle on photo education, and I've really grown to enjoy putting together these visual journals of my different trips. However, I have not been entirely pleased with the video footage. The colors are sometimes dull or the contrast is off. The camera itself that I'm using is good. It's a Sony A6400, quite a capable camera. But the lens I've been using with that camera for video is a kit lens, not bad, but not stellar. And I found I was working harder in post-processing on the video and just like our photos. A substandard capture means more post-processing work to try to recover what you want. And video post-processing is something I'm still kind of learning. And the result was spending more time with the computer to get what I wanted out of this video footage. And that means less time capturing photos and working on the stills. I suppose it had a subconscious effect as well where I would take less video in the field because I knew it meant more time back in the studio. So at the end of 2020, I bought a new lens specifically for video footage. And this was kind of a big deal for me because like I said, I'm not a gearhead. I have a lens, it works, but the time sync that was post-processing the video was becoming a problem. It was starting to detract from the photography, from my main objective. So I did my research, I asked trusted sources, did the price comparisons, I thought about how I really use my video lens in the field. And I settled on a 20 millimeter prime, and on my crop a6400, that becomes about a 30 millimeter effective focal length. So it's wide enough for video logging, like when you're handheld, holding the camera at arm's length puts me comfortably in the frame with some context. And it's also a reasonable length for when the camera is on a tripod and I'm with my other camera capturing the stills and talking about what I'm doing. And because I record at 4K, but the output of the videos is 1080p... I have some leverage for punching in when the camera is on the tripod and I'm getting that wider shot, 30 millimeters, pretty good. And I can still digitally punch in for tighter shots all from the same video stream. (laughs) So I press the proverbial button and bought the lens, and it's this lens that prompted the podcast topic today. So I took the lens out for its first real-world field test about a week ago. I'd done some prior work once I first got the lens, did it work, make sure. Of course, it's, it's a new gadget, you want to go play with it. But it was in more broad daylight and controlled conditions. But for this field test, this run, this was the real deal. Blue hour, before sunrise, low light, and man... As soon as I fired up that lens on location, you know, the, the jaw opened, the color rendition on the LCD was outstanding. Night and day comparison to what I'd been working with so much better than the kit lens. And sure enough, when I got back in the studio, little to no correction with the video. Bit of white balance, a little bit of contrast, and that was it. Money well spent, my problem was solved. And now I'm actually capturing even more footage, getting more B-roll, much less worried that the video footage will either not be usable or be a large time investment in post-processing. I can focus on the storytelling and that's really the key message here. Sometimes gear is the answer, cameras, lenses, tripods, all that stuff. These are the tools of our trade and they're just that they're tools, but the tools don't tell the story. Our trade is to create compelling photographs. The photographer tells the story, and when we have the right tools, they remove barriers and let you focus your attention on making art. Another type of gear that pops to mind for me as a problem solver is filters. Now Filters are a mean to deliver a certain mood in a photo, especially for landscape photographers. Slowing down time, conveying calmness or serenity, filters make that work. You have the right set of filters, you can get the right mood, the right story that you want for your photo. And it reminded me of probably one of the best gear purchases I've ever made over the last five six seven years is the Mindshift filter hive major problem solver and about 50 bucks it, it, it amazes me how this small little bag has really changed the way that I work in the field all for the better it just puts all my filters at my fingertips it's off the ground it's secure everything's right where I want it when I need to grab it. I, I know this almost sounds like an ad. It's, it's not. It's just, it's true. And even, you don't believe me. Go back and listen to episode 40. Uh, it's a similar episode about, you know, gear is a tool to solve various problems. I mentioned this device as well, and I still marvel at it, and I still hype it up whenever I can, because I do think it's a game changer for landscape photographers. Don't spend time fiddling around with your filters. You'll have them right where you want. And what does that mean? You get the photos that you want, right? Problem solving. And I suppose I couldn't pass up a gear-themed show at this particular moment in February of 2021 where Sony just announced their A1 camera. I mean, this is a monster of a camera. Flagship of their Alpha line. I'll put a link or two in the show notes for the industry reads on the camera. I'm not going to run down feeds and speeds and things like that. Other outlets have done all that. But when I look at the camera, I want to know what problems will it solve for me? Yes, it is a technical marvel, but what's it going to do for me? (laughs) And uh, I looked through it, and there was a couple of things. Okay, lossless compression for a raw capture. Yeah, all right, I'd take that. I don't Really have a quality problem with my photos right now, but hey, you know I'll always take a little bit more quality. There's some additional focus points, sure, I'll take that. Sometimes I want to frame things, but I want the focus to be really far off to an edge, or just you make it easier for me to get focus. The other features in the camera, 8K video, 50 megapixel sensor, the pixel shift stuff, 30 frames per second, those aren't compelling to me. They're impressive technical features, but they're just not scratching any itches that I have. You know, I don't shoot wildlife, for example, so I don't need the burst mode. Uh, I don't need the immense autofocus tracking. You know, If someone were to say, Scott, here, have one. It's, it's on us. Of course, I'll absolutely take it and use it and love it to death. But otherwise, the return on investment would be a challenge for me. The price tag on this camera was like 6K. That's just the body. You know, that's, in my mind, you know, pre-COVID, three trips somewhere. The set of challenges that I face with my photography aren't addressed enough by this camera at that price point to make me consider it. You know, given my genre, my challenges are much more on the vision and artistic side. It's much less on the technical side at this point. Now maybe that'll change in the future and you know, I explore a different genre and maybe then it will be time for you know, an, an A1 or some other piece of gear to overcome a new set of problems. But I want to drive that point home. We can marvel at the new technology, nothing wrong with that. You don't have to jump on it and you don't have to feel like you're missing out if your current kit is getting you the photographs that you want. As we wind down this week's episode, thanks as always to the members of the Patreon community. It is your support that makes this podcast possible and your contributions are helping thousands of photographers improve their craft. Can't thank you enough. I've gotten a few queries about supporting the show, but Patreon, not really for me. Check the show notes and visit the Support the Show page. There are plenty of alternative ways you can support the show. Many of them are zero cost. Just spreading the word about the show is one easy, zero cost way to support this podcast. And that'll close out the episode. I want to get back out with that uh, new lens, capture some more field adventures so I can share them with you. And I hope to do that more this uh, this year. I still hope that 2021 will loosen the grip that the world has had on us for the last year or so. We can get out, capture more photos, enjoy pursuing our photography. Well, Until next time, my name is Scott Davenport. Have fun.